This week in league, after declaring a desire to play for the All Blacks, Kalen Ponga displays the finest Queensland trait, negotiable heritage. Jim Dimmick launches a new self-help program, how to get a big dumb cunt with a chip on his shoulder to perform. Is Gus Gould the most powerful man in politics as the clown responsible for denying Bill Kickow's visa loses his job? Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 24 of the 2018 NRL season. We'll add more this week in league. Welcome to episode 301 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. So, uh, as we come down from last week, everyone uh, happy to see Real Dad back? It's like... Uh, and now the wait now the wait begins anew. <laughs> it's like, you know, com- coming back after a holiday, you sort of, okay, back to reality. Yeah, should we should have... Uh, it's, just a sh- it's a shame that, you know, we, we could have done like unnumbered special edition episodes to, to bash it out to like the Twillies or something and done it then. <laughs> <laughs> because it does it does feel like a, it, it feels like you know like there's been like a, a climax and everything we've still got the finals and a couple of rounds of action to go and uh but yeah i mean first first so thing this, basically this is this is the dragon season exactly right now yeah we we've, we've peaked out well we've had origin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I think i think i think we lasted about another another month though than the dragons <laughs> before we started <laughs> before we started going downhill um First thing, I mean, if I just think I, I don't want anyone to get their hopes up, and so I just want to say that this this was a, a very special thing for the three hundredth anniversary, three hundredth episode. Uh, it was it was quite a, a commitment for Real Dad to uh, come down and, and rearrange his life for uh, a, a work day so that he could do the episode, and um, it is absolutely not. <laughs> going to be a regular thing i mean i'd like to think we could get him back for 400 that should be pretty easy <laughs> but, uh, yeah that should but, be and and of course the, and the door and he can always come and sit in and do and and uh on any on ep- any episode he wants but it's he lives fucking far away so it's not like it's 15 minutes down the road like you are and isn't that always the way where the deadbeat dad makes one special effort oh, on the kids one like, oh, day God, yeah 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 now this uh, this episode also also just the top is get fucking make it really crystal clear. This is a proper express episode. We're not fucking around. Very busy people. Very busy things on this week has been especially fucked. So um, we have to smash through it this week. But yes. we but rather than rather than dog it and not, and not release an episode, instead we're going to uh, smash through the episode and uh, and and get you some good shit that you uh, love and. Uh, presumably need yep. um news this week uh like you know the kick out thing yeah hey bill kick out didn't have a visa now he does have a visa now he does the Best. end amazing um oh the fafita thing so okay so so for people who didn't see i mean, I mean which is basically no one because I mean, if you fucking watch the game i mean it was fairly <laughs> plain to see what happened <laughs> he scored a try and then he was it was like he was being held back by teammates as he's gobbing off and pointed at the coach's box and everything and then it comes out that it turned that it's a it's jim dimmick has has you know said something to him in training or you know, the, the, you know, he's chipped him for being lazy, or you know, not putting he's in during the game. Yeah, he, and uh, and and he's his response. That was his response. Scoring that try was his response to you know, be like, "Fuck you," you know, look at me, I'm amazing. Um, I've seen a lot of people. It's fu- it's funny seeing the different, I don't know, segments 
respond to in different ways. For example, Twitter is like, oh my god, fucking everything's so PC now. You go, <laughs> you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> but then you see, like, you hear, like, yeah, you listen to like the, you know, the 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 radio shows like the day after or whatever, like, you know, yeah. The, you know, and there's like it's fucking like all ex players and that going, you know, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, that's some fucked. Like, that's your co- that's a coach, man. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's funny the people who actually, yeah, you know, who who've ever been coached mm. <laughs> respond one way, yeah. and the people who are uh, like the drama yeah. and, and and the Terry Tough cunts. The- <laughs> it um look out of it fucking good on jim dimmick you know what's a yeah. co- what's a coach's number one job yep it is to to figure out how to get performance out of people yep um i don't think that a coach giving somebody a spray like fuck did you see cameron munster on the weekend well, the, yeah, the, the best part of that, yeah. Cameron, the best part of the Cameron Munster thing is because we only got one side of it and we don't know. All you, all you see is Bellamy just fucking absolutely going off his nut with no sound and, you know, you, and you'd have to be a lip reader to know what he said. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I picked up every other word, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of them were easier than others. Yeah. But the look on Munster's face of just the fucking ashy. <laughs> Craig Bellamy just told Cameron Munster, yeah. I know you don't have kids, but my fucking iPhone calendar... He's now 20 years ahead. <laughs> I thought and was- when you have them, on their sixth birthday, they lose a toe. <laughs> I, th- just- I-, I thought it was more to the point that he's like, we've, har- we've harvested, we- we- I'm going to remove your balls. We've harvested your sperm. I'm going to create your children in a test tube. <laughs> and then murder them in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean that, that I think is about how you would get that appropriate yeah, <laughs> response. <laughs> and it was the look on there was a look on Munster's face where he didn't quite know what it what it meant, but he knew it was really fucking bad. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it was probably not gonna be a good time. <laughs> I'd love to see a bad lip reading version of that. Oh. <laughs> well Munster didn't really have it. I mean, it was just one way, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. He was just listening That'd and it'd be hilarious. You'd have the someone doing <clears throat> the, the Bellamy bit and Munster's just gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that fucking if I was a Sharks fan, that would worry the ever living piss out of me about Andrew Fafita's personality, because the same sort of person. But I mean, it's a, it's it, you know. Well, the same sort no of person will come in. No, no one is surprised. But the same sort of person will come in and say, uh, "I'm going to do my job really well." Yep. Just to show you. Yeah. That's not too far removed, personality wise. From somebody who will do their job poorly to spite you, to show that they're not teaching you properly or they're not managing you properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It um, a bit concerning, but yeah, it got results. Yeah, and they did a good, and 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 the sharks, to their credit, did did a very good job of immediately getting the fucking media, (laughs) yeah, media spin into into action, and um, and kill it like before people could speak to people, you know, at the end of the game and stuff like that. So, um, but look, you know, I I mean, you know, I I think any time you've ever been coached in anything you've ever done in your life, I mean, if you were to you know gob off, I'm surprised that he didn't, you know, even get sat down for. I mean, the 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 way the sharks have gone is they've gone the cover up. Route nothing to see here. Let's proceed with our lives. Oh, we all Ra- know what he's like. Ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah. Ha. Rather, rather than yeah. um, saying this is unacceptable, sit down for a week, can't. Yeah, you know, go or not even sit down. Go and fucking play for Reggie's. 
Yeah. Yeah. See how that. Yeah. yeah. See how that makes you fire up next time you score a try. Fucking, you, know, you know what I'd love? You can gesture at the fucking little cunt that's peeling the oranges. Do you know what I would fucking love? The ultimate thing. Forget which team it is, right? Yep. But in this instance, I would have loved Flatter to come out of training this week. Yep. And gone training, training, training. No, no, no. Where are all you cunts going? Everyone. Because of what this fucking clown did on the weekend, everyone's running laps for an hour. Yeah. Fucking on your bikes, go. <laughs> I'd love it. Put some fucking humility back in him. But, um, um, I'm just checking up on the news at the moment because I mean, we know that uh, we had, had uh, Scott Penn sort of fire back at, uh, at, at Trent Barrett and the highlights of that were basically that he pretty much confirmed that Barrett did resign. And that's the first time, I mean, like, you know, there's been, there's been an assumption out there, but there never actually was, everyone was saying, oh, for legal reasons, we're not saying shit. So while everyone kind of knew, we didn't actually know for real because it hadn't actually been, you know, confirmed or whatever outside of media speculation. So it seems to be pretty much, pretty much confirmed now. Um, and I mean, if, and some of the little, it's, it's, it's in the little details that you get in that people, where people aren't saying anything, but they, they put little details in so you can figure it out. Like, so he's saying for starters that, that Barrett is, uh, is there until July, which what that means is that he, that means he had to have given, notice in july which Correct. was like a lot longer ago than anyone was thinking and saying yep. which means it actually does predate hook getting fired and and all of that sort of stuff and <clears throat> the assumption is that he had a position lined up unspecified position an unspecified club but i mean let's face it there's only been movement in one place at the moment and um and then that's fallen through um you know probably due to blowback or whatever and uh and yeah, so now, now it, the legal. The, hang on, just now, to, to now, step in there. Now the legal you, matter is to sort if, out how much he gets paid for the next six or till you know seven months after. If we're going to be going fucking hypotheticals, yeah, right. Just on this, and the only reason I'm on this is because this fucking stupid journo thing of or any club that doesn't have a coach. Let's just take any coach that doesn't have a job, and these yeah. are automatically <laughs> the candidates. You know, this also means that before Hook was fired, Ivan had gone to the West Tigers. And told them that he'd had a conversation with Penrith. So how do we know that Barrett wasn't lined up to go to the Tigers? Why is it Penrith? Well, either or, both work for me. Exactly. <laughs> both are fucking fantastic. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to show how speculation. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what either of them fine. Like, or maybe it was because you know maybe when maybe when the, the it was Barrett was lined up for the Panthers, but then. You know, then when they started thinking about, well, fuck, we could get Ivan back, and this could be increased leverage to you know re-sign Nathan going forward when yeah. you know when that time comes, and, and that's how it fell through for Trent. Yeah, <laughs> look, Trent. I, I know, I know you are a student of the histories. There's a very, very, very old Socratean saying. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was translated from Greek, so it might be rusty, but uh, basically it's speculation is the breakfast cereal of cunts. <laughs> well, that's, I, I dare say that's, that it must be what everyone's eating before they go off to their fucking lessons in journalism at university. You know, I, saw, I saw a thing yesterday that said that um, only 25% of journalism gra- graduates get a job in media. Well, these days anyone can say they've got a job in something. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, saying, only, but even twenty five percent saying they've got a job in media. That mean, I mean, you would think any, you know, saying anyone yeah. can say that. I mean, no, no be a high number. are you sure that it's not of jobs in media? Only twenty five percent of them are university graduates. Or wasn't that? 
No, no, it's it like it was literally like, you, like yeah, yeah. So like if you go if you if you choose journalism, I mean R.I.P. Anyone who studied. Yeah, look, no offense to any budding journos out there, but you've but you've basically just you know taken a double degree in taxi driving. I mean, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's it's, how- it's a new ours. It's a new it's a new fucking bachelor of ours, isn't it? Like <laughs> not even that. It's just. You know, Bachelor of Arts doesn't even have an industry to well, die. Well, the, th- the, th- the, <laughs> thing, the thing about ba- the thing about Bachelor of Arts is, I mean, you can you can major in philosophy and think deep thoughts about how unemployed you are, but I mean, journalists can't do that when they graduate. No, but I'm saying, like, it's like it's like having a oh, what do you what have you got? I've got a bachelor in a rotary telephone. Okay, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know? yeah cool, cool qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's fun- isn't it funny though? That, then that's a ca- I mean. Mm. I feel bad for people who've uh, who, who've gone into that with the with, you know with the the right you know sort of intentions because I'm sure some people you know romanticise that industry but um but uh, <clears throat> look at the cunts that are employed there. yeah exactly think, wow <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the not necessarily top twenty five percent but that's the chosen twenty five percent yeah fucking um, but yeah again that's the other thing that that could all hinge on one word in his contract yeah is the twelve months inclusive or exclusive of the month of resignation. There's all of these fucking things we don't know. Yeah. So that could put a pre-date, could put a post-date, all yeah. the shit. But at the end of the day, I mean, if, if Penn, yeah, well, the sum total of all that is, it seems to be July then. I mean, whether it's pre-post, whether it's like July, yeah. July is what it is. And so I would imagine that the legal issues that they've been talking about hammering out, like in, you know, the, that they've been alluding to the last couple of statements mm-hmm. from people is just simply how much is he getting paid from fucking October to July? Yeah, that's is it. he getting paid anything, and if so, how much? That's well, what the legal. Well, this is the generally, generally speaking, because a coach for an NRL club isn't, um, they're not actually playing, and because people play, that ha- that has different connotations for their employment, and their contractual status. Uh, but coaches are basically employees, and there's the the word contract is thrown around a hell of a lot, um, but an an employment contract really isn't worth the fucking paper it's printed on. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Like um, a, it's not like a playing contract. No, it's not. Uh, and the, the only thing is, as, as anyone that's ever left a job knows, you give the notice required in your in your workplace agreement or your contract or whatever you got, and then the employer has the option to either have you serve out that notice period mm-hmm. or to pay you in lieu and walk you, you know, when yep. they see fit. Yep. So that's all that's happening at Manly at the moment. Yep. And obviously, the, the reason why they're negotiating the payment thing is just simply because in a in the specific situation. I mean, obviously, there are, there are issues in any any business with someone serving out a, a tremendously long period of notice just through. You know, but NRL coaching in particular is uh, well, it's like what happened with with um, Hasler. I mean, he had a year. He was gone a mm. year in advance, and he was marched immediately because. The amount of damage a coach can do, hundred percent, by like trying to you know, fucking trying to poach players, trying you know any you know just the, the just by nature of what their job is, yeah. In terms of like you know like extending players, you yeah. know all that sort of stuff. That's it. So it, I mean, he will he will be gone in like you know ten days or whatever it is. Yeah. It, it's also then you find yourself in that situation that the West Tigers found themselves in when there's uncertainty mm-hmm. around coaching. Yep. You, you can't retain. You can't attract. Yep. Yep, you know, so that's it. So I mean, it gets him on the front foot anyway to move on from the fucking. And I'm glad. And I'm glad that he said. And he sort of said, "Look, you know, we've given him all the support. We've we've backed him against you know a, a lot of criticism, but 
he, look, we fucked up. Like we we back, you know we backed the rookie the rookie mm. coach thing. We gave him, you know, we 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 thought it, we thought it could work. It hasn't, and we won't be making that mistake again. Which and, yeah, and and so in terms, of, we might be getting like a, a first you know first out coach or whatever. So, um, can I just can I just point out? Yep, watching this unfold in front of me, where you are sitting there on the side of the pens, is like me going to the premiere of a new movie. Starring fucking Feldman and Spacey. It. I, 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 I don't get that. You like to go. You like Corey to watch- Feldman was fucked as a boy, and Kevin Spacey fucks boys. So you don't. Yeah. So and why would, why do you, would why side you, together? Why do you want to? It's, <laughs> why would you, why would you want to watch that movie? I'm saying it, this is how uncomfortable it is. <laughs> this strange bedfellows thing just didn't working for me. Well, the thing is, I actually I said. Uh, to uh, I think I might have been on the on the oh no sorry no someone posted the article on on my face on my Facebook last night and there was a reply to that and I said look honestly like everyone knows my feelings on that on that family but the fact that they're actually like Trent's arranged a job somewhere else it's fallen through he may try and backtrack on it now but not fucking having it that's like the first fucking good thing they've done in mm. well shit I don't know how long have they been involved with the club fucking ten years tell probably eleven twelve years. So, uh, you know, the second good thing they've ever done. The Again, first good the, thing they the ever did was fucking put money had, in. had a job and it fell through. Yeah. That's just complete speculation as well. What are we doing here if not speculating? We're not giving the information, so it's our job to speculate. No. <laughs> we because assess spec- and hypothesize, Nathan. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're doing. We're assessing and hypothesizing. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a doctor's tool. We put. There's not a doctor's call. We put called a ass in a (laughs) Not a doctor's call. Called a hypothulum. Okay. Are you trying to make a title for the episode? If so, it's working. Well, you know, you look at the root of words. One of them's jammed into a cunt. The other's not. Um, I still think the greatest thing out of all of this and. Just you know, to to finish finish on uh, your your statement of how you you love that the pens have come out and said that they they won't look at a rookie coach again. Yes, the exact quote said that uh, they're looking at people, including Tim Sheens. Hey, Tim Sheens won two premierships, <laughs> Pro- proven winner. John Cartwright. Yeah. I'd be I, I'd be very upset if it was Cartwright. I don't think it will be. Um, and also, Was like it Paul Green, did Paul Green? No, get no, 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 Neil Henry. Neil Henry. And like, and while Neil Henry <sighs> was apparently the you know the brains of the, you know the Mal era of Queensland coaching, yep, I I I would be I'd be very upset if he was a coach too because I don't rate him either at all. Um, but then the other one was Michael Maguire, and if he would and if he would to be the guy, that's that's my you know in lieu of you know getting you know like tubes or something. Does Michael Maguire have a time machine to go back to two thousand and fourteen? Well, the thing is, like you look, you have to apart from the Burgeye and uh, and Isaac Luke, he didn't have a an, like he had a, he had a good list, but he didn't have an amazing list. And what he did yeah. was he just he he fucking juiced the best he could out of those players. He also had and, two more interchanges and pri- and primed them. Yeah, yeah. that's the key. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would like to think as well that he that he's had like you know a year or two to look back on his hmm. you know his time with South and go, okay, well this is you know. 
he's a obviously successful coach in in England. He you know, came over here, won a premiership almost you know straight yep. away within a couple of years. I would like to think that he's a good enough coach where he's just gone, yeah, okay, I could you know this is where I fucked it, you know here. I probably yep. could have done something different here, and. I would like that, yeah. You know, and so, if if that were the case, then I think he'd be a great fucking, he'd be a great option. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and especially, it may, you know, maybe not for you know for like a, a long term period of time, like you get your Waynes and you know your and, and these guys in in clubs. But I mean, for like maybe three years, just to fucking extract yeah. the absolute best out of the players that are there, and just structure everything. I think he'd be the guy that I would trust most to perform that task. Yep. Um, I don't. Th- I, th- I think that Carline Car- Carwright's not shown shit ever. I mean, he was like the inaugural coach for the fucking Titans, and I mean, obviously they're going to ride a wave of fucking you know sold out yeah. stadiums and and yeah. you know and and you know fan initial fan hype and stuff like that, and mm. you know and and a reasonable list of you know decent players in the start, you know, when they were led by Preston I'm, and those sorts I'm of guys. I'm thinking, and it, it's the toughest period that I can think of to be looking for a coach because the NRL's in this weird fucking limbo. It's almost like that TV show Lost, where we've been in purgatory all along. <laughs> but- you try to trigger certain people with that one. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's there's three things in the face of this planet that fucking trigger you. So <laughs> any opportunity that, that, that doesn't trigger me. I just that I just lose respect for people when I say that. <laughs> um, that we we're definitely not in the era anymore of the the solo coach. And, and it is the coach and the players and that. We're not yet, though, firmly in the era. Of the director of the, and the- That's it. The yeah, head coach yeah. being, being you know, the, the yeah. captain, I guess, with the wheel. Yeah, yeah. And then having multiple other coaches fucking hoisting sails and- But I also get that. It. I get that in a way, too, though. Like, I, I don't think that out of all the current coaches we've got, I don't think there's a- I don't think there's a, a a set number of those coaches who would work under the uh, you know I mean Gus Gould is clearly in the in, in he's clearly the director now, mm-hmm. and depending on what Penrith do going forward, I mean like Serato's definitely the guy who's like he's got no fucking he's got no say. I mean he's in mm. a director environment, and he pro- and it's probably a good thing for him anyway because he's yeah. only literally just starting out. That's it. Someone like Barrett probably would have, you know, benefited from a, a director situation. Another rookie coach, I think. Some, I think some coach, like obviously Bennett, is the is the one and only now, and he would probably be the guy that would, you know, could move into a director thing, and also probably wouldn't work under a director. Correct. And uh, you know, Bellamy, you know, same. Um, I, mean, I think Bellamy's. Re- I don't think he's ready to move to be a director because he's still obviously a hugely successful coach. Um, but I don't think he would work under anybody anymore. I mean, there's, there are guys, there are people who who have earned their, Here's their the stripes thing. to the point I, now where they would never do it. I can see Bellamy, and this is only because Bellamy strikes me from everything he says as a sort of man that you know, let's say the Melbourne Storm folded tomorrow, right? For some reason, you found a fucking genie in a bottle. Yeah, um, oh, I won Lotto. <laughs> Bought them off Rupert, <laughs> and, and then just followed them just just because I could. <laughs> um, you know, I see Bellamy as a sort of guy that if there was a situation where there was somebody like Gus that he could sit down with, yep, that he would be okay saying, "Don't touch my fucking game plans. Don't come to me with strategy. Don't talk to me about anything at all." Now, if you want to try and you know scout players and retain players, well, you know, I'll sit down and, and tell you my opinion. Yeah. And anyone that you give me, I will work with them. Yeah. I can see Bellamy being that. 
Um, yeah, it seems like Gus isn't that hasn't been that guy though. Or, yeah, you know? I'd say in that equation, yeah. Gus isn't that guy. It's not the the Bellamy issue, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it's tough at the moment. You know, for for a coach, you know, and especially with the inequality in in available options. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you've got a situation where you've got clubs like Penrith and Brisbane who who have these facilities, these massive facilities. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but so, but yeah. And it hasn't so, bought Penrith premierships. Yeah, dogs too. So. I mean, dogs have had, dogs have had fucking the, the best of everything as well. They had to. That was how they enticed Haslow over. Yep. And that's done, you know, barely barely avoiding a spoon. Yeah, well, you know, there's reasons for that. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, nice segue. You saw that Lachlan Lewis wasn't top 30. You know, the, there's the Des Hasler fucking eye for talent. Yeah, he's young as fuck though too. I mean, maybe, yeah, this, maybe this is just his year. You know, maybe it's just yeah. you know, it's just it's just when he's come on. Um, yeah, but there's an inequality in facilities. Yeah, and I don't care what you say. If if you've got the option, you know, to go and work in a fucking gorgeous environment with state of the art facilities, or to to work somewhere that's fucking old and ting, some people are going to be swayed by the first option. Yeah, but I mean the other thing at the moment is I mean there's 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 a lack of available jobs too. Yeah, because there's really like Penrith haven't even really made much noise about what they what no. you know what they want to do. I mean Wayne's kind of locked into you know the Broncos have kind of snookered him now. He's I mean he's locked in until the end of 2019 unless he fucking you know asks for the re- yeah, release. Yeah, and so I mean because he he was obviously angling to not be there next year and make it the club's fault, which almost makes me think. That he was lining up, Penrith. Yeah, because where else does he go next year? Where else does he just land and go? Yeah, well, there's a lot of talk about the dragons. Yeah, and you know that's probably you know partially because and of again, his history there. Does Wayne go back and coach Ben Hunt? Well, I don't think Wayne's got anything against Ben Hunt per se. Neither do I. But what does Ben Hunt's head do? Well, I mean, he's still fucking dropping the ball down there now without Wayne, so I mean, I, I can't know, but- imagine it'd be too much of a difference. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you think the girl in the yellow dress would ever fucking go on a date with Mitchell Pierce? Oh, well, it's not like she did in the first place, though, did she? Yeah, true. I mean, it's like another date. You know, you say I'm, another date. I mean, I'm saying, would you? Ben Hunt's already been on many dates with Wayne <laughs> Bennett. Yeah. He took him to the grand fucking ball, and then he. <laughs> And then he, spent, he spilled a fucking bowl of soup all over him. <laughs> Just got ratchet drunk and pissed on the table. <laughs> Just hoisted his skirt. Um, yeah, so the fucking coaching Mary Grant continues. Um, and we spent way too much fucking time on this to the point now. I was going to say, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Um, who's that other cunt? Callum Ponger. <laughs> All black. Speaking of speculation, I mean, took a took a, a way to take a, a way, way to take a, a quote where it's like, <laughs> "Look, one day I'd consider going back to Union, and if I did, then you know, playing for the All Blacks would probably would be the ultimate, you know, in that in in that world. Uh, so you know, you know, I would love to do that, and for that to be like <laughs> to turn to the headline about you know, Caelan Ponger All Blacks. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> fuck did, the risk of this turning into a fucking journo's a shitheads episode. I was watching the every single fucking player interview. Right? Every single fucking player interview. The journos seem to decide what they want to write. Yep. And then just I heard something, you know, someone was talking to um <clears throat> oh, fuck, I forget which game or player it was, and they've said, Do you think that XYZ was the catalyst 
for your comeback. And the player's going, yep. <laughs> like, ask them something they can give. An answer. An answer to. Expand, don't ask them a yeah. yes or no, yeah. Don't fucking phrase something to them and ask them if they agree with what you've said. Well, because this is the thing with the players. I mean, like, players are, are, are cliche machines. 100%. And... They will give you like if you if you give them the option of a mm-hmm. yes or no, they'll fuck, they'll give they'll give you the bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, but if you were to rephrase, you know, rephrase it in such a way, like you know, what do you think? Yeah, was that the was an impress- that know? was an impressive comeback. What do you think it was a catalyst? You know, yeah, when, yeah. What was said, you know, after they scored that last try, and you guys, you know, you know, yeah, can't. Okay, recaps, and we are blasting through this week. It's just going to be literally the results because we want to have a look at some other stuff uh, later on in the show uh, about the final little bit of the, the run home and try and speculate on how the table might finish up. Um, um, what? Sorry? That's going to turn into a new fucking X Factor now. Speculating? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got, we're going we're gonna to get the speculum in and open up the... the- the gaping more of of the of the NRL finals final rounds and take a deep look inside and uh, hashtag NRL paps me. <laughs> Thursday night Broncos thirty eight to feed the Rabbitohs eighteen uh, at Suncorp a crowd of just under thirty thousand and um, Broncos a hat trick to Oates as uh, in real day say as good wingers do. Corbin Sims for feeder, David and uh Cody Nicarine with tries Isako five of six conversions and a couple of penalty goals defeating the Rabbits eighteen, a double to Richie Kenner, Heimel Hunt with a try as well. Uh, Reynolds two of three conversions and a penalty goal. This was the uh the cliched game of three halves <laughs> <laughs> where the Broncos shot out to a lead. The Souths started to dominate them and to the point where they clawed back. Yep. And then the Broncos just fucking put the foot down and yeah. and uh, and found whatever it was they'd lost from the uh, the opening exchanges and yep. and it it, t- it turned around in the blink of a fu- like literally the blink of an eye because I remember yeah. watching it on the phone and I think I may have dozed off at, at eighteen all and I only just like and then I, and then the Broncos are ahead and I'm like and then they and then I saw the Broncos score a try and I'm like oh fuck they're back in front but then that was like. That, that, that made it 30 to 18. Yeah. So I missed that 24 try. And um, it was, look, here's all your, your checkboxes. Souths live and die by the handling of their forwards. The, oh, o- the opening. Bergeron. Let's, let's, I mean, let's yeah. not fucking mix words here. Um, the, the opening of this game, they, they were horrid. Their completions were absolutely horrid. And that's what put Brisbane in front. Mm-hmm. Um, when they get it together, though, Souths can launch a fucking mid game comeback like not many teams can. Yep. And everything I've been saying that I want to see out of the Broncos this year to actually have them okay as serious contenders. You know, I, I, I didn't see all of it. It was only one game. Yeah. But I saw a group of players in that team stand up and go, nah, fuck this. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think I've just figured out what Jim Dimmick said to Andrew. He just said, you're no longer the best for feeder in the NRL. <laughs> That's it. That's all he said to him. Or he went and took away his number one for feeder mug. <laughs> You're not even. You're not even as good as the guy that's named. That's the same name as your brother, but not related to your brother. <laughs> um, 
the, the one thing about South though is, I mean, if, if they can handle sort the handle, like the fucking the, the beauty of that fucking spread to the right, like just the just the clinical nature mm. and the, of the of just the stripping the numbers and, just, and putting Kenner over with fucking not a hand it, laid on him, yeah, like put, like not even on the sideline either, like you know yeah. put like these you know ten meters in from t- like just yeah. the, the the beauty of how they fucking set that up it, and execute it is just so good to see. It's why I love this new style of footy that's effective. Yep. Yep. Fast and hard up the middle. Yep. Draw the defense in. Yep. All of a sudden you got room. Stack the numbers. Yeah, stack the yeah, yeah. Do the numbers, stack the numbers. Dragon defenders from the side. You want to I mean, just fucking beautiful. Yeah. But uh and, and when they start hitting those, like when they hit it twice, the exact same thing, I was like, Well fuck, this is the Broncos are fucked now. Yeah. But you know, they stood to, up. The, to their credit, they, they stood up. Exactly. Exactly. Uh pub slot, pub teams, Titans forty two defeat the mighty Manly Seagulls thirty-four. Um 34 for, sorry, 42 for the Titans came from tries to Don Taylor, a couple to Brimson, Sammy, Mitch Rain, and Jack Stockwell. Six of seven conversions for Ash Taylor and a penalty goal. Mainly a hat trick to Tommy Turbo, a double to Jake Turbo. Joel Thompson with his uh, obligatory try as well. And uh, DC, five of six conversions. I'll show you my notes for this game. Ha ha ha, shit cunts. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, this is one of those typical games where I'm just like fucking oh jeez I wish the turbos would leave and go to a fucking club where they can reach their potential of becoming immortals of the, of the game because because they already are and I mean I guess to an extent you know there is there is there's one school of thought that's like well you know if you're the fucking if you're gods in a fucking team of shit cunts then it makes you look even more god you yeah, know, godly true. you know than than if you were played exactly the same level of quality but you were just like like in Origin like Tommy Turbo so you play and they play the same level but you like. You could be still there's still a discussion of you. You're one of four players who were the best, you know, yeah. in the side. You know, how tied to each other are they? Oh, like, I'd, I'd say are they like the Stewart brothers. Yeah, 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 I would say so. And there's your fucking problem, because yeah. you know, it's going to be fucking almost not impossible for them to find a club with the cap space for both of them, mm-hmm. and with open positions to yeah. warrant that cap space. The, and the other thing is the 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 the. the uh, for for a manly fan, it's you know it's it's their it's their best feature, but and for other clubs, it's like you know the fatal flaw in their in any plots to try and get them. Yeah, is it they fucking love manly so much? Like, go to go to the the manly Facebook page after a win, and when they do the team song thing, and fucking watch Jake Turbo. That that can't fucking. I I I would love to love fucking. I would love to love doing something so much in my life. As much as he loves, as he loves fucking playing for that team, yeah. it's 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 absolutely like it's it's absolutely inexplicable. Yeah. <laughs> after this year, but that fucking guy loves it. Like he should be a captain of the team too. He fucking he just loves it so much. Here's the thing. I've had enjoyable Big Macs. Yeah, but I love hamburgers more than I love McDonald's. Yeah, but I mean, then you, 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 you're trying to call, call fucking a Big Mac a hamburger now? I'm saying mainly a McDonald's in this scenario. Multi-fucking-nation conglomerate that's fucking giving diabetes to generations upon generations <laughs> and heart disease. <laughs> they give me fucking heart disease. I, I was going more down the line of, you know, plastic soulless product that's <laughs> slowly killing a young generation, but, you know... Um, where, where they could get real, real, real meat elsewhere. I, I think we, I think we could agree that, uh, that both of us were saying it wasn't a good. 
Um, I'm also impressed. How the fuck did we not have some sort of coat hanger reference in the opening three lines after <sighs> who made his glorious return to yeah. rugby league <laughs> in the winner's circle? <laughs> I know, I know. I actually, I actually forgot he was even there <laughs> because he, because he, he didn't do anything. Like he didn't bail out of a tackle. He didn't abort. Yeah. It. It, he, he didn't. There were no aborted tackle attempts, <laughs> you know. So, um, but yes, um, and fucking what else do I have to say? Go that fucking Brimson man. I fucking. I think the Titans. I mean, for a while it looked like they'd found their like their five eight, mm. but um, no. No, because I'll bring Tyrone Roberts back. You know, they'll stick him in there, and then he look, he's fine at fullback. Well, that's his preferred position. Yeah, and he'll, he'll he, and he does the fucking job, and he can chime in when he wants to, and yep. he can play. He can play like a half when he wants to. Yep. But um, I, I had a great chat with um, a bloke that I used to work with. He's retired, lucky prick. Um, and he's a why you got a fucking hankering to play fucking bingo. You wish you had more time to work on your bingo career. Oh no, he, he he's retired in the good way, as in <laughs> not plenty of cash and a love for golf and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. fit and healthy and stuff. Um, but he, he's just a rugby league fan, and because yep. he lives on the Gold Coast, he supports the Titans. He was a Broncos fan. Okay, so he's like a normal Gold Coast person. But he, because he's on the Gold Coast, he supports the Titans. No, no, no. <laughs> he decided to get behind them yeah. when they. When they yeah. came down, he's one um, of those 2008 Titans fans. <laughs> no, he's a, he, he buys a box every year. Yeah, that's what I'm right? saying. Like he's one of the ones. Like, yeah, I, I remember. I remember going to the first couple of Manly v Titans games when they when they launched as the Titans. Mm. It was fucking full. Like, yeah. I mean, not like not like crowd counter full. Like, legitimately full. You 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 like stand. atmosphere full. You're in the stand, and all the fucking four st- all the four sides are full. So, um, yeah, um, yeah. But he was saying that, that yeah, his most hated player, he wants rid of Ash Taylor. Oof. Every time I talk to him about it, you know, we're talking this, 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 and he goes, that fucking fat little halfback. <laughs> so, so like, does he, is he just casting stones here or does he actually have a solution? Oh, he's just, you know, he, yeah, he's talking about anyone but Anyone but Ash Taylor. Hmm? Or is he saying Brimson wants him to be the halfback? No. No, 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 no. Okay. he's not like that. Okay. He's just... He just thinks that Ash Taylor's cost him far too many games with poor game management and bad decisions. I think he's fucking. He's he's got a short memory, but I mean, you know, like you said, he's retired. He's fucking old. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, like, no, uh, no, what is he? Mid fifties. Yeah, yeah. You need to get checked for the fucking early signs of dementia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, though. <laughs> you won't remember what I said anyway. <laughs> Where are we? Fucking um, storm. 20 to feed the Eels 4 at uh, the Korean Housewife. Crowded just over 12,000 in attendance. So the Storm's 20 tries to Chambers. Nelson, Asafa Solomona, Curtis Scott uh, conversions. One to Smith and one to Croft and two con- two penalty goals to Cameron Smith. Uh, just a solitary try to Gutho at the death for the Eels. Moses missing with his only shot. Mm. Here oh. is our first view of a new sport. Handicap Rugby League taking a thing from golf. <laughs> <laughs> Where you get a team on the bottom of the ladder. Yes. And a team on the top. Yep. So the team on the top gets no interchanges <laughs> and gets a player put in the bin. <laughs> and still wins. And um, unfortunately, I mean, this new concept in rugby league failed because it, still was, <laughs> it was, still was 20 nil and not a contest until until like the, right on the fucking end of the game. So um, oh. Cameron Smith, though, copped a, bit of, copped a bit of his own medicine, dare I say. Yeah. And, how, and and fucking Will Chambers. 
bring in like the new fucking neck breaker that- crusher like like it's like a diving yeah. lifting sort of you know yeah. like crushes are bad enough when the guy's kind of sat down and the guy comes over from behind and sort of you know leans down and you know wraps the neck and leans yeah. down on it and cranks at that weird angle but when you're actually lifting the guy up and then dropping him into the yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've always had a problem with those sorts of tackles and the there's, whole- no, there's no and there's never like let's let's face it there's never been a um any doubt whatsoever that, that Will Chambers is one of the biggest... I mean, his, his legacy is one of the biggest shit cunts in the game. It's yeah. just only getting increasing year on year. That's it. Um, but to, that, again, that shows intent. You yeah. Know? yeah. If, there, if there's a hit, like put on a big fucking hit on someone, the, the amount of tackles we see go wrong and you look at it and common sense says, well, when he's fucking making that tackle, his head's turned down... And away on an angle. Yep. And at the point of impact, the eyes probably close because that's fucking instinctual. You can't, you know, stop your eyes from closing yes. when at pace something yeah. comes within a certain proximity of yep. it. Those tackles go wrong. Fair enough. Yep. But to raise somebody only to give yourself more room to slam them back to the ground with your weight on top of them, whether well, you're on their neck you've got, or while anywhere, you've got their, you know, while you've got their neck, you yeah, know, in anywhere a bro- at all. Yeah, yeah. anywhere at all. But those ones where you see them, you know, pick the person up yeah, and to slam them, them down, down again. Yeah, yeah. That's just absolutely fucking weak. Yep. Yeah. That's just that. That's a dog shot. Yeah, yeah. And pure, Will Chambers is country. a fucking dog. Yep. As soon as he's out of the game, and not in a good way, like the Luke O'Donnell way, where he's, where he's smashing Queenslanders, and not even like a dog that doesn't even need to trip. That's yeah. a good dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Storm. I mean, they've you know we, we said that they they'd want to right the wrongs of mm. the previous week, and they yeah. they certainly did that in almost in the most emphatic way that they that they uh, they the, could. They're built for those situations. Yeah, that when when you're under that sort of stress, that's when having like just mind-numbingly ingrained routines. Yeah, yeah. Comes to the front. Knights twenty to feed the Panthers twelve out there at Panthers Stadium. Uh, just over fourteen thousand in attendance. The Knights tries to uh, Guerra, Co, Dennis, and Matautia Sioni. Uh, two or four conversions of Kenny Co, and the Panthers tries to May and Wade Egan, and uh, two conversions to Nathan Cleary. What say you? I say. How the fuck do we go out there as a playing group mm-hmm. with every single play? Every single play, right, relies on beating somebody for pace on their outside. Yeah. That, that, that's the only potential scoring opportunity the Penrith put on in that entire fucking game was beat somebody with pace on their outside. Don't do anything in the lead up to that to actually make that an effective fucking yeah. strategy. You know? Oh, you know, wide passes, cool. No worries. They know that we go that way and we'll keep going that way and eventually we hit the sideline. It, it, it absolutely fucking boggles me. I just, I just don't know what, know what the fucking make of this game because I mean, Panthers, everything to play for. The new coach, it, you know, this Serrano ball. This, uh, oh, Griffin the, ball had a happy ending. This, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, this one's like old mate with the fucking ripping his nutsack off. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's not even like it's foreign to them. You know, the get all the fucking wrestling coaches and all these other cunts out. Mm. Get a fucking high school physics teacher in to explain to them that if you're running on an angle and somebody's meeting you on an angle, yeah. the forces are different. 
than if somebody else is running on an angle and you're running fucking straight at a different angle. Hmm. If, if you're not going to interject at an acute angle, yep. the forces are fucking different, mm-hmm. you know? That's why- I think that's actually probably overthinking- Overthinking that- Well, no, that's just a fucking complex way of saying, play direct, fucking yep. straighten up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fucking under 10 shit. Stop crabbing. It- Get some fucking get, get build up build up some momentum before you receive the ball. There's been some positional changes this week. Thank fuck. We'll get to that in the, the previews. Yep. But you know, Mitchell Pierce just fucking outsmarted an entire team. Yep. And all that was, it it's what I've been begging people to do, and it's what Mitchell Pierce is exceptionally good at, is I will think of this game in terms of eighty minutes and there's yep. some fucking strategy involved. Yep. And every play is not going to be a point-scoring opportunity. Yep. However, I have four or five sets in mind. Mm-hmm. And if we can do all of this stuff and I can finish the sets properly, That'll put us this, in this is, this is how we, yep. you know, it, it, it isn't this fucking stupid short attention span millennial ball of let's try and score on every single fucking set of six. Yeah. So what you're saying is that a, that a five-set plan trumps a five-year plan? <laughs> <laughs> The Dragons twenty defeat the Tigers. What are, I mean, someone mentioned in a tweet that we'll get to later. But I mean, fucking, what a come down though! Like we have a great three hundred. Everyone's happy. Everyone, I think everyone's coming off win. Yep. And then this week, and then like every everyone loses. Well, the Tigers may less so, but everyone loses to a team the game yeah. that they were supposed to win. And <laughs> and then there won. was the fucking punch up at the end. Yeah. Oh, you fucking dumb cunts! Like, yeah. And someone mentioned a tweet I saw. So, sorry, I can't remember what I was talking about. You know, like, yeah, two dads is out striking you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That, it, again, it, it's just that lack of fucking cohesion. Yeah. And and the lack of anything. Well, fucking, okay, yeah, you got a fine. That's great. How do you know you weren't going to be sat down for a week? Yeah. How do you know they weren't going to say- Oh fuck! This is the first punchy punch we've had in a little yeah, while. Yeah, well, the answer the answer is they they didn't. I mean, no, it's just they did. Stupid. Yeah, they didn't. So, yeah, where are your heads at? You know, yeah. you're coming into the finals. Maybe Seraldo Ball is like it's got like you know like sixty percent more passion than Griffin Ball. Maybe Seraldo Ball sixty percent less structure, sixty percent more passion. Look, at this stage, Seraldo <laughs> Ball yeah seems to be a training paddock, thirteen cock rings and some angel dust. So. <laughs> <laughs> Put it together yourself in your own heads. <laughs> Dragons twenty defeat the Tigers ten at Leica. A fucking great crowd of just under eighteen and a half thousand. The uh, Dragons twenty tries to Pereira, Lucky Lay Lua, and Tyson Frizzell. Uh, the Tigers tries to Lawrence and Nagama, and uh, one penalty goal to Esan Masters. This look, I've I've always sort of had, had Ben Hunt strike me as a pleasant individual. And he did a great service for Tigers fans here. So I should say Lafay got a, yeah, a couple of goals and conversions mm-hmm. and shit too. Sorry. Um, ben Hunt was kind enough mm-hmm. to let Tigers fans believe that uh, he thought this was a big game. Yeah. He dropped yeah. the kickoff. He sucked them in. Yeah. He su- he, he's, uh, ben- <laughs> it was nice. These Tigers fans, they think they're worthwhile opponents. It's Well, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a, full, a full stadium. And so, yeah, yeah, Ben Hunt was like, oh, fuck. This must be an occasion. <laughs> Um, look, it was a victory for both teams, I think. The Dragons get some momentum going in, and and the Tigers cemented ninth, so yep. they both got what they wanted out of it. And like, the, the, and the Tigers, they're still mathematical, aren't they? Like, you know, 
you know, you know, you know, the the the, the finest the, the finest position to be in at this end of the season, mathematical. <laughs> it's yes. one. Well, it's one step above. Uh, yeah, the very model of the model. It's, it's, it's one. It's one step above uh, Bali. One step below finals bound. <laughs> um, I tell you, the Tigers back to that. You know, struggle to score points thing as well. Mm. Luke Brooks has uh, lost a lot of the shine that he had earlier earlier in the season. Um, mm. I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, I don't know if he's he's not backing himself as well. He's you know he's not running the balls. Yeah, you know. but uh, and look again, it doesn't help when you have got Chris Lawrence having a go. And Chris Lawrence, you know, played on played in the centres. Yeah, but he's not Luke Lewis. No, no, no. But I mean, they had a lot of success early in early in the season. I mean, that was one of their only ways of scoring tries was like crash balls <laughs> to Chris Lawrence yeah, from five metres that is, out. That is true. Oh, so. um, you know, for the Dragons, I thought Leilua was great, um, and I think Kurt Mann did a good job. You know, there was yeah. a lot of talk about him. Coming in as a yep from us yeah but negatively <laughs> <laughs> we'll fucking own it we'll yeah, fucking own it yeah, when we well, say it. you know the dragons um, they they you know, I'm not going to say that they're back because they most definitely it was most definitely not an amazing performance on their on their behalf but um, they certainly took advantage of the tigers having trouble to score points as they have for the large the, like, vast majority of the, the season. forwards were closer to the oh my god the dragons forwards yeah and then then i reckon then i reckon didn't they for how long now are you gone for the, gone gone season. For the year yeah yeah another foot injury mm-hmm. but that that was as good as i've seen their forwards play since i think since the warriors origin. smashed them yeah yeah that, origin yeah that's so. that's what um yeah broke them uh, Sharkies 28 defeated the cowboys 16 at reclaim australia coliseum well no sorry stadium Get my fucking Coliseums mixed up. Sharks 28 tries to Luke Lewis, Townsend, Dugan, Bakuya, and the greatest try ever, ever scored in the history of rugby league, apparently, to Andrew Fafita. Uh, <laughs> Val Holmes, four or five conversions. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the Cowboys tries to Hess, McLean, and Cooper, Thurston, poor on the conversions, uh, atypically, uh, one of three, and uh, a penalty goal. Yeah, interesting. Whereas Thurston used to be. The fucking guided he, missile. He, if he's king it from the sideline, you'd have to think, as an opposing team, if it was you're leading by two and he's scored a try at the very end and it's on the sideline, yeah, well, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. we're going to golden point here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the the Cowboys, for whatever reason, the you know, whether it's troops or whatever, but I think... Things like the loss of mascot for that game really took away yep. from what they were doing. They just seem to be that team that they need everything to align, and then they'll go up against almost anyone in the competition. Yeah, or or, but, or just something that they have a reason to a reason to make things happen. Like for example, the Broncos games are always that game. Yeah, that's it. Where it doesn't matter how either team's going in that in mm. the course of the season, they'll yep. yeah. Yep, but uh, again, the Sharks just keep doing what the Sharks do. Mm-hmm. And I think that for them going into the final series, the two positives are um, Townsend and Young Braley. Townsend being mentioned as a positive. I'm not saying that he is a positive. I'm saying that he is improving on where he was three and four weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and, And if you looked across them and said that realistically that was their major weakness... Yeah, and I mean, like, and all trolling aside, I mean, that game that Manly beat the Sharks, I mean, like, Townsend was actually, you know, he forced some repeat sets and actually, you know, played a lot better that game than he yeah. had in the in the weeks leading up to it. That's it. Um, I still think if the Sharks, I just, the way that, they, that they're playing at the moment, if they were to somehow dra- jag their way into, like, a grand final, 
it would be the most fucking dull grand final. Of all yeah, time. Most, yeah, most aesthetically unappealing grand final. Yeah, but yeah, and again, just look at that shark ball they play. Yep, this is what this is where great coaches stand up. Yeah, this is where great coaches will look at that and go, okay, how do we? We don't need to figure out a way to beat them. Yeah, we just need to figure out a way to not play like they play. Yeah, because they—that's the issue. Because it's it's very it's very apparent what they what they're going to be bringing to the table. Yeah, they don't have a lot of different years, and they don't have a lot of different styles. That they're That's throwing, it. They're throwing the one thing at you. Yeah, and the, your job is uh, not to get sucked into that. Exactly. Yeah. Although uh, Moylan is he's, he's settled in beautifully now, though. I mean, yeah. finally starting to reach, you know, a bit of potential. And, you know, it's taken him a long fucking time to, to, you know, find his place in that team, I think. But um, last, like, three yeah. weeks, he's been very good. I don't think that's Moylan. I think that's more other people finding their place around Moylan. Yeah, but, I mean, like, he's still had the situation where now you can see that he's far more comfortable saying, I'm, f- I'm fucking running this shit now. And so, mm. and so I'm, you know. 100%. And not deferring to, you know, like, not deferring to Gallon, who calls for it on the fourth tackle. Yeah. But it- <laughs> and, and then Aaron Woods, I mean, that was another little fucking, that was another problem he had to come up against. Oh, fuck, now I've got, I've got fucking, I've got Townsend over here. I've got fucking Woods over here. I've got Gallon over here. They're all calling for it on the fourth tackle. What? Are- <laughs> and now he's, now he's like, yeah, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, you, you look at more of the style of play and his classic little skip through in yeah, into the line. Yeah. That, that play is success relies on two, maybe three people being exactly where they need to be up on him. Yep. So yep. Know, he, he's doing really well over there. Uh, <clears throat> the Bulldogs, 27, defeat the Warriors, 26 at ANZ, crowd of just over 9,500. The Doggies, 27, have tries to Elliot Smith, Lewis, and Morris. Reese Martin, 4-4 conversions and a penalty goal. Lachlan Lewis with the uh, critical field goal. The Warriors, 26, tries to Beal, Tuvasacek, uh, double to Fistua and Peter Hiku uh, Johnson three or five conversions fucking Warriors this is this is the one game where well this is one part one of two yeah where you think you fucking got the season figured out yeah and okay the Warriors they're finally over that shit and they're they're rolling through and they're going to be in the finals and yep. they're going to be this team and you know then you know the Roosters the Roosters fucking get their shit together they are probably just going to progress through and you know knock off these you know you know very winnable games yep. and, and finish with the minor premiership. Wrong, yeah. no, Thanks. no, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but of the two, this was the well, they're both very surprising. But of the two, this is the most the most surprising. And um, and as a manly fan, I say thank fuck they didn't put Lachlan Lewis in last week. Yeah, true. <laughs> because true. Um, you know that would have turned an easy win into probably uh, a struggle or a loss. Yeah. Um, I fucking I'll tell you what though, he's fucking good. Yeah, I mean he's 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 very right. he's very green, but you've got to say that in an absolute fucking dumpster fire of a season for the Bulldogs, that that this, will get people this back is next a, year. Yeah, yeah. You need you need these little glimmers of hope to you know to make fans not kill themselves. You know, yeah. You know, from October to fucking February or whatever. Well, that you know it saves speculation on your coach. Mm-hmm. It saves people starting to look at. Or it must be the administration. Yeah, you know. Um, Admittedly, it's it's like one little. You know, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's still it's still a pile of shit. Yeah, I mean, but this is how that might not be a diamond in there. It might just be glitter. <laughs> you just don't, but, but but there's something shiny in there that's gonna, giving people hope. <laughs> but you're gonna get some dirty fingernails. <laughs> Interesting about this one. You know, we always say about player agents. Yeah, how was he? 
unrepresented. Yeah. That's my shock. Yeah. You would think, and and I know that the whole second generation thing really hasn't panned out in a lot of cases. Is he getting? Is he? Is he getting? Is he getting pointers, or is he getting uh, stuff done? You know, via you know via his uncle, or I don't. You would assume that he talks to him, but I'm talking from a thing of he wasn't even represented. You would think that yeah. somebody would go fucking. That's a Lewis. Even if he's not. Even if he wasn't as good as he is, I'm just going to pick you up and say I'll represent you. Yeah. You know what? Because I'm you know I'm a massive fan of your uncle, big fan of the king. I'll do you a fucking. You know, this, this, yeah. and this, and I'll be your representation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, free of charge. Then when you get a contract, we'll talk about my fee. Yeah. You know? And, you know, my, it, and it's, it's a low, it's a low energy investment. It's a low, low time sink and all that sort of thing. Yeah. He's so young and early in his career and everything. But if it comes off. It's an issue. It's, it's like, you know, there's a, a good listener of the show that works for a sports apparel company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, but, you know, basically their strategy is at youth level, mm-hmm. anyone that shows any sort of potential. They'll go to them with endorsement deals. Yep. And they're not huge money, but they're endorsement deals. Yep. So it's just fucking anyone that could potentially be a high profile later on, build just a, lock them up. Yep. Just, just lock build, them up. Build the brand association yeah. with the, you know, with them as well. That's so, it. Yeah. Um, so they remember that when it's time to- <laughs> Again, it, it it's one of these things because rugby league relies so heavily on fucking proximity, proximity to players- you, th- this is why these young players come in ignite teams the way they do, because they're half a step faster and they're they're full of more energy and enthusiasm. And for players around them that are used to okay, well, I need to be this far from this person. Mm-hmm. If that player starts running faster, it means they got to run faster to fucking yep. be in there in the right position. So the dogs aren't playing glamorous football, but they're they're enthusing. They've been, way through. They, they've been decent over the last like month and a half. Yep. And um, you know, they've potentially saved themselves from the spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could still it could all go very badly for them, but I think looking at, you know, games coming up for other teams, I think they're probably okay. Yeah. Um Warriors though, well, look, I guess this week's the big one for the you know. <laughs> It's a big game. We'll talk it about is, it. Like, yeah. It's a big game for both teams for various for different reasons. Hundred uh, percent. Both teams are you know, taking the piss at the moment, but need to you know start like uh, the Warriors. I look at the Warriors. And I still think, well, you know, this is a team that could still fucking do a lot of damage because we've seen what happens when they're when they're on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do my head in, and sorry, doing your head in. This one would have, if anyone would have picked this other than Canberra fans, I'd be very fucking surprised. Canberra fourteen to feed the Roosters twelve down there in Canberra. Uh, just over ten and a half thousand in attendance. The Raiders tries two Rapina and uh, four penalty goals and a conversion to Sam Williams. The uh, Roosters twelve tries to Cordner and Radley and two conversions to Latrell. Who saw Canberra <laughs> winning this game? Who saw Canberra winning this game, scoring only one try yeah. and, and kicking their way to victory? When Croker is injured and has yeah. been for a long time. <laughs> um, it, yeah, no, no one picked it. It is one of those things, though, like, retrospectively, looking back on it, you're like, yeah, okay, I fucking- Yeah, no, it, I don't think so. <laughs> it's, it's just, to me, it seems one of those things where uh, I can definitely picture a world where Ricky Stewart sat down there and gone, fucking, how many games have we lost by two points? Okay, any time there's any sort of fucking kicking opportunity, mm-hmm. just take him. Maybe if we get enough of those two points, we won't lose games by two points. Yep. That, that's his 
fucking strategy. Um, the the Roosters all year. You remember it was only probably six weeks ago that people were still questioning their credentials and questioning if their forwards could match it with the best in the competition. Yeah. And they've put on a very, very good run. Yep. They've taken that challenge and they've shown that they are a forward pack that that can get up there and mix it with the best of the best and dominate some fucking shit cunts as well. But similar to Souths, if they're not on, it it leaves some fucking vulnerability in the team. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't have anything else to say about that game. I mean, good on Canberra. I mean, a, f- a fucking game like that, a close game, a tight game, and then they're finally starting to give Latrell the ball towards the end of the game, and he's starting to like, you know, push through and look like he was, you know, going to make something happen. Mm-hmm. For them to not bottle that game and yeah, not Canberra that yeah. game, uh, you know, it's a shame it wasn't the last game of the season to be honest, because I mean that would have been a beautiful high for them to finish on for the year. It's <laughs> but, almost, it's almost like this round was, um. Shore up 2019 membership numbers round. (laughs) Give them hope. Previews Thursday night. Uh, The West Tigers take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls uh, down at uh, Campbellstown Stadium, fucking Jared's house. And uh, the other one, the one with the dreams. And uh, the Tigers... Elijah Taylor ruled out, which is not great for them, to be honest. Um, Do we ever figured out why his fucking lips always look blue? Look, I just assumed it was a, you know, an oxygen, you know, lack lack of oxygen thing. So perhaps he's, you know, choking himself. See, I said you're supposed to say that he's playing around too many oxygen thieves. <laughs> well, that's I would never say that about the West Tigers. I've always had a great respect for the club. No, Robbie Farr. Hey, I was behind Robbie coming back. Hey, the, the narrative changed. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Farry, he's like Benji now. He's like it's like it's like the old the old guy going around one more time. You know, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, you got to get behind that shit. <laughs> um, what else we got here with the Tigers? They've added twelve. He's he's been uh, dropped for a little while now, mm. and. Uh, and I put um, uh, old Aoli as well uh, back on the bench, back on the on the out yeah, on the bench. So uh, and little gets dropped back to reserve. So they're going to roll with. <sighs> okay, well look, honestly, this is a winnable game for Manly. I mean, I see the Trent's doing his super coach shit with uh, putting jet ski on instead of Winterstein. It's like it's like basically the the shit cunt of the week position, and uh, <clears throat> and and don't think I didn't don't think I didn't notice Frank Winterstein come on. Fucking bomb a try by not passing it and instead getting held up, and that was literally the fucking beginning. That was when the Titans scored their uh, their first try on their way coming back. Yeah. So uh, Winterstein's been punished for that. I mean, you know, permanent vacation would be better. But um, you know, what does Trent? What does Trent fucking care? He's only got two more weeks of this shit. Um, so he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, but yeah, look, honestly, if they if they play the way that they played against the Dogs, if they play like the you know, first half of the, against the Titans, play the way against the Sharks, there's no reason why they can't win this game. I mean, the Tigers they've locked up they've locked up the nine premierships. So they have got nothing to play for at this point. Yeah, that's it. Um, Manly still got a lot to play for. Uh, well, the fucking nemesis Matt Chechen refereeing, just going around for one one last fucking ride with Chechen yeah. um, before he fucks off to England or whatever he's going to do from you know wherever they're not going to hurt his feelings and. Um, <laughs> Did it ever come? Is he getting a some sort of payout or? 
I don't know. Mm. I haven't been paying a lot of attention to it, I'll be honest. Yeah. But I don't think he's... He, why, he, they're just like a year... Aren't they? There's year on year, aren't they, referees? I know. but Yeah, but just because of the... Um, he hasn't actually gone to like a workplace bullying fucking fair work thing, though, for a... I don't know. If he got a job... I know what you're saying, though. Like, he's, he's saying, you know, it's such terrible, you know, his family. Well, I mean, yeah, but what was the referee side of things? I mean, what, who be, who would he be getting the money from? Because, I mean, he's uh, he's going to have trouble getting money out of the anonymous death threaters. No, it'd... it'd <laughs> the death threaters. I, I assume it'd be um, some sort of compo where yeah. you go through workers... Pain and so, workers' yeah, comp okay, and saying that language, I'm blah, blah. psychologically scarred. I yeah. can't do this in Australia anymore. Yeah. I'm having to... to my profession, I've had to uproot my family yeah, and go no, to England. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's not a matter of that he can't do it in Australia anymore because he's done it for like an entire year since then. Yeah. He just won't do it in Australia anymore. His surname's not Sutton, so it's got to be tough to be a referee in Australia. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're never going to get the fucking prime position. That's it. You know? Don't try, don't try and tell me the NRL's the only place where nepotism doesn't, <laughs> doesn't reign supreme. Um, yeah, mainly going to win 13 plus easily, uh, probably more. If it was at Leichhardt, I would change my tip. But Campbelltown is not like Leichhardt. I, I think you're- Campbelltown, there's not enough- They're not. They're going to rock up there, and they're not going to have enough white in their jerseys, and there's going to be no home, home crowd support for that game. No, it's all of these- Jared Jared, Jared is, is subletting his house to it's us. It's all of these fucking privileged, you know, upper-class, city-dwelling Tigers fans who are all good and well to fucking, you know, yeah, love your team, and yeah, local grounds, and- this when it's a fucking two second ride share to the ground. Yeah. To actually get when out. They can, when they can walk past their fucking boutique coffee shop and yeah. fucking craft beer establishment. Exactly. You know, on the on the way from fucking Roselle down to Oh, can I have what? a beer a chino made on activated almond milk, please? <laughs> Global hotning. You know. Get it. It's a fucking working man's game. Get out to the Ownership western suburbs. Theft. Get it, comrade. <laughs> you know, get out. Get, you're fucking taught about fucking rights for the workers. Yeah. Get out to where the cunts live. Oh, well you know? said. Well said. I'm not even asking you to walk a mile in their shoes. Fucking stand on a hill. Exactly. Maybe take maybe maybe take the burden of take the pole off the guy with the more white sign. Yeah. Maybe hold it for him for a little while, even though you're wearing a fucking Phillips Balmain nineteen eighty nine yeah. jersey. No one's gonna think that you're holding a sign saying more white thinks you're a fucking KKK member. You know? Although but even if they although did, the Venn diagram is fairly fucking conclusive on But even if they did, the fact that you let some anonymous fuckhead on the internet's opinion ruin your support of a working class side of your joint venture. It's fucking pathetic. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Selves. Selves. <laughs> not, not singling my person out here by any stretch. <laughs> Warriors, take on... Well, this, this, you know the beautiful thing is? Our weekends are going to be either made or fucked <laughs> by 8 o'clock on Friday so we can get over it. And by Sunday, we might be able to fucking enjoy ourselves. Okay, so Warriors, take on the Panthers over there at Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, the uh, Blake Green out, which is a huge fucking out. For the Warriors, yeah. I mean, like the, the linchpin of their 2018 resurgence, true, is out. Yes, Mason Lino is, and he's you know, to be fair, he hasn't uh, performed badly in his chances. But Blake Green, I feel, is just such a stabilizing I, force for this Warriors I, side. I think the Mason Blake combo mm-hmm. is much scarier than yeah. the Mason Sean combo. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. 
Fisher Harris is back. Thanks, fuck. For the Panthers, um, not back in terms of uh, playing the way he should be, but he's 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 back, <laughs> and that's a start. <laughs> he can work on the he can work on the other half. He's there. And the, the big one though is Katoa being dropped to the reserves with Wade Egan named at hooker, and so this one is. Uh, this one is what? Any- a victory for Penrith Panthers social media oh, users. Oh, fucking hell. It is. Shout out to fucking Shanta. <laughs> yeah. No longer in crisis. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think Perm is huge on huge on uh, dropping Katoa as well. Uh, yeah. Absolute fucking anchor, that cunt. Um, and, and, yeah, he's young. You yeah. know, he's used to playing in, in dominant under-20 sides. Yeah. And, yep. and this is his first season in NRL. Yep. And so he's still figuring out that he needs to fine-tune a couple of things to to really be effective at this level. Yeah, but um, when a criticism is that you're slow, yet you are the person who's stepped into fucking old one-ball Wallace's position. <laughs> when yeah. people feel that you're slow, by comparison. <laughs> I just hope, yeah, he's at home one night. Okay, I need to improve my scrote dynamics. This one 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 additional ball I have here is really fucking <laughs> ball and chain. Am I right? <laughs> um. Also, importantly, with Tenny Zalesniak back to the number one, Peachy mm-hmm. to six. It yeah, look at last year when when Penrith were were playing, you know. Semi well, yep. Peach was at six. You know th- this whole yep. thing of Tyrone Peach. He can play anywhere. Anywhere isn't literal. He can play like but, two, maybe three positions. But he <laughs> has, but he has played everywhere. And uh, it's probably it's probably a real like. I mean, it's been a real Achilles heel for his career too. For you know, yeah, I'm sure he would like to establish himself somewhere and run out the same and you know work yeah. on a position and play play True. the same place week in week out. And you, you hear the opposite said. People are like, oh yeah, um, yeah. And Mal Meninga is a big proponent of this. He, he always said that if he was picking a team, yep. people like Tyrone Peach are the first ones he picks. Yeah, well, I mean, but you wouldn't you you'd do it as a I mean, at best you're a bench player though, and the versatility means that you can cover a number you know, injuries yeah. and you know. But Mel, Mel Manning is also saying that from a position of he only ever coaches a three game series where one game can be absolutely crucial to the entire outcome. Yeah, you know, over the course of a season, Tyrone Peachy's not a fucking fullback. Mel said a lot of things too. Yeah, he did. He said he was into politics too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the. Really, there needs to be, and, and I've fucking heard this enough from senior players. You know, I've heard people like Marin and Tamau coming out and going, "Yeah, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not." Is good this enough. week the week though? Because every week we're saying it too. Like, is this is the week when they're going to? Well, this this is the week. I about need them to stop saying shit and actually start doing. You know, at the moment, I, I mean, this is not a knock on you know, but of I love all the teams it. in the eight. Yeah, the, the, I don't see. I can't see the Panthers doing fucking anything to anyone. To anyone. You're fucking current this things thing. in place. Think back pre-Origin. This was a one v two clash. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm I'm also going to call out fucking Josh Mansour, who I absolutely fucking loved to death. Yep. But get your head in the game, son. It, you know, it. Which one? That, that was that was one of your fucking strengths. Yeah. That no matter what stage the game was at. Mansour would be up in people's faces, fucking jamming in. There was no fucking room anywhere he was. Now, he's hanging back. He's not following the line. It's just... Yeah. yeah, um, There's just so many little individual fucking 70% bullshit areas. 
I go into this game with no confidence whatsoever, and I'm going to tip the Warriors. Look, I tell you, I'm I'm tipping the Panthers, and the reason why is because strictly the absence of Blake Green. I feel that uh, I don't think their an- game management as a whole. Yeah, I think your I think your forwards can match it with them, if not, if not, you know, get over the top of them. Mm. And I think with with that combined with no Blake Green to dig him out. I, I'm, uh, I, I think I, this is the week you get it together. I just think our middle is going to be a fucking happy hunting ground for Isaac Luke. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm still going with you guys. Okay. But, uh, yeah. No, no. What fucking Warriors win by the fucking 60. The Cowboys take on the uh, Eels. This is the uh, it's a 1300 teeth. It's a, the late game on Friday, and it is uh, Spoonapalooza. I was going to say, is this officially Spoonapalooza? Well, it's it certainly goes a long fucking way to it, doesn't yeah. it? And you know what? I think the one of the beautiful things of the scheduling. How long? How long far in advance do they do the scheduling for this time of year? Was it? Does, did they do the whole season this year straight up, or they do? They do the matchups. I've forgotten. They yeah, yeah, no, but the actual the actual time. Yeah, no, they don't do that till later in the year. Yeah, because what a a fortunate timing for the West Tigers game to be on the Thursday night. When they don't know if the fucking Warriors have lost, and they don't know if you know what I mean, like yeah. the glimmers, the glimmers of hope. Well, that's good for you. It's good. well, I think it's bad actually because they're like, you know what I mean, like if the Warriors have, if the Warriors won by a fucking truckload, yeah, before they play, well, they're like, well, fuck, we're that's it. Well, now, no, they don't know now. If the no, Warriors they don't, lose, that's what I mean. The, the Tigers don't know. I mean, like if the if the Warriors say the Warriors game was on the Thursday hmm. and ours was on the Friday, yeah. and the Warriors won by a fucking truck. Oh, I, un- I understand what you're saying completely. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying the Tigers don't know what the Warriors are going to do, and there's the potential that if the West Tigers win and the Warriors get pumped, that the Tigers could be. Eighth. I have a glimpse. Yeah, well, no, 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 no way they're, they're going to let that happen. They're not. They're not going to be eighth. But I mean, because they're, they're still they're still points. They're still two games but but it gives them a chance that maybe in the last round if they win exactly. by a certain amount and there is no way that the Tigers are ever going to do anything to get themselves into 8th spot <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with it because it was the exact, <laughs> it was the exact opposite of reality um, okay so yeah the Cowboys take on the Eels uh, 1300 teeth uh, Scott's back um, Bolton's bench Tom Lolo's back uh, both you know tremendously amazing fucking things for the North Queensland Cowboys as a team yep Eels coming off one of their worst performances mm. of recent times. Um, I mean, you know, it's a year where they're, they're playing off with of a fucking spoon. But they, you know, they put some performances together. You know, they beat the Dragons. They, they, they started looking a little bit better. Yeah. But last week was a real step back. It was one of the worst games Mitch Moses has played in uh, this year, I would I dare say. And um, Nathan Brown's out for the Eels too, which is yeah, a big out for them. And he's, yeah, that's a, that's a huge out for them. I mean, he's almost carried that side in, in, the, in the games in which he has appeared. Yep. So at the moment the Cowboys sitting in last place on for and against, but I dare say that won't be the case after this game. Yeah, no, I, I can't see the Cowboys forwards really, you know, dropping this one. And they've put Evans with Kane Evans back in the side too. <laughs> I mean yeah. he just has, he's failed he's failed to, to, to live up though. We barely had to mention his name. I mean, after after the sensational you know, all-time tweet of Chapo, you know, back when he was playing for East and he was held up longer than the Link Cafe. Fucking. Yes. <laughs> he's been rarely cited since. Yes. <laughs> he, was, he was cursed by the Chapo. Um, Canberra Raiders take on the Rabbits down in Canberra. Tarpanay out. Whitehead in the second row. Oldie in, in, in centre. 
outside chance of return for Aiden Caesar. He's just in the 21 at this stage, mm. but um, an outside chance. Uh, the Rabbits. Inglis back. Johnson back. Campbell Graham. Campbell Graham back. <laughs> huge pl- huge moves for uh, for the Rabbits, and they finally get a semblance of their best back line in play. Um, yeah. I it- can't see the Rabbits losing this game. Especially with the emotional lift getting guys like Johnson and Inglis back into the side brings. If if you look at Canberra yep. and you say that their strengths are they have a big powerful forward pack and a fair bit of strike power out wide. Yep. You look at Souths, they've got all that but better. All that all that and more. It, it's like saying, Oh yeah, I, I got a fucking nineteen ninety two WRX. Oh, look at my Ferrari. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, Rabbits. Uh, Titans take on the Storm at Hope Solo Coliseum. This one, Cartwright has been dropped to the reserves. Mm. And uh, Matthews, Will Matthews named on, on the bench. The Storm, okay. So Vunivalu is injured, so Chase Blair comes in for him. Will Chambers is suspended, so he's been replaced by Justin Olam. Uh, injuries to Sofa Solomona and Brandon Smith. Is it just me, or does Brandon Smith look like a Muppet? Well, it just looked like an yeah, actual yeah. fucking... Actually, it looks like a Muppet, a yeah. thing that's made out of fucking cloth that's singing to fucking Grover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, even despite... I mean, despite the the uh, injuries and suspensions, mm. I still feel that the most important pieces of the Storm are in place. That being, you know, Slater, Munster, Smith... Oh, I thought you meant snipers at people's houses in place. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine the storm allowing the Titans to get back in the game. But fuck for NRL chaos, I'm all I'm there. For, I'm really there for it. But I don't think it's going to happen. Storm yeah, must start. Even 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 though the storm are you know down on troops, so it's not going to be enough to save them. I would have loved to have seen Hipgrave and Chambers just punch each other into oblivion <laughs> could you just as if those two wouldn't seek each other out and just yeah, constantly <laughs> the Roosters take on the Broncos at Allianz big game this one for the uh, composition of the final eight the minor premiership and also just to see how things are you know shaping up as uh, towards finals um Keary returns for the Roosters timely boost um chance of returning for letters as well so uh two possible Great boosts for the Roosters side for the Broncos on their behalf. They've got uh they've they've swapped Lodge and Offhand Galway, so Lodge will be starting this one apparently. Yep. And uh, other than that, we just got Stags coming into the side. It's it's gonna be uh yeah. Looking around, a lot's been touted at the forward battle. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty keen again to see the old um, Roberts first lateral. Yep. I think that'll be what to do. And if you look at what's happened since the last time they met, I'd say that you know, Latrell's consider, you know, taken a definite upwards trajectory. Oh, for sure. Post-origin. Um, and, and Jimmy, he hasn't been poor. He's just been absent. He, he doesn't He doesn't have He doesn't have much at the moment except for except for an intercept. Yeah. Really? Which, you know, we've seen can turn games, can, oh, can yeah. spark it enough. You, you, you never turn them away, but... Um, I Big think game, and I don't know who's going to win this one. I really don't know. 
I think if these Roosters forwards can stand up, because this Broncos forwards pack are starting to fucking get some form on. Yeah. I yeah. think if the Roosters can stand up to them, that Kronk and Keary can manage the Roosters to victory. Mm-hmm. The Broncos don't get the Suncorp third leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm tipping the Roosters. Yep. And hopefully, and what, what I really want to see out of this is a, is a brutal battle. Yeah. With battle scars all over both sides at the end of it. Because we've got the Broncos next week, so like, <laughs> you take a couple of guys out. You just want everyone injured except Milford and Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nick Arima can get Cody. Cody can he's still in there. <coughs> okay, and uh, my AIDS is playing up. It is, isn't it? Uh, the emphysema. No, it's this bloody Echo AIDS. Oh, you got Echo AIDS, did you? Yeah, well, everyone has Echo AIDS. I went to the Eck and I and I this year I'm happy to say I, I uh, remain AIDS free. Really? Yeah. It's fantastic. I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it then. Did you wear one of those Michael Jackson masks? Or? Well, basically a full body condom. <laughs> <laughs> Hazmat soon. Yeah, no, uh, no. The Sharks take on the Knights down at Reclaim Australia. Uh, Dugan's back in for uh, Ramin in the centres. Edric Lee comes in on the wing. Um, Braley returns, replacing Sigiaro at hooker. And Wade Graham in... Which all leads to a uh, fairly comfortable the Sharks, Sharks victory. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't think the Sharks give Newcastle anywhere near the opportunities that Penrith gave them last week. No. Um, and whilst Mitchell Pearce did a fantastic job of managing that game last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, the, there's only so much he can do on, on his own. Yep. Uh, and, and I think the Sharks and the roll forward they get make them a, a pretty simple choice. Dragons take on the Bulldogs. Jubilee Oval, the Dragons, Nightingale starting on the wing. This is his home farewell, big uh, milestone type match for him. Um, uh, Lisa Omao returns to the starting side. Uh, Lucky Leilua goes to the bench and uh, Frizzle in the second row. Doggies, no changes to, to the winning formula. The victorious side that beat the Warriors. Look, oh, you'd have to say at Jubilee that the Dragons, you know, if they're at all serious, they're going to win this game. The Dogs obviously would like to keep you know, acting as spoilers, but how much of a chance do you give them? Yeah, uh, again, these Dragons forwards, if, if they are working towards getting themselves on a September platform, yep, then that that's going to... To be a role, I don't think the dogs have a an answer for. Yep. Um, and even though you got Nightingale on one of the wings, the, there's enough there. Yep. You know, yep. um, I, I can't see the dragons losing. How about you turn your fucking phone on song? Can't. It's my iPad. Everything fucking rings these days. My phone's on silent. <laughs> iPad starts ringing too. <laughs> All right. Um. Now, do you want to quickly look at um? The, the run home, I mean, it's, a, it's fairly easy. To I was going to, but we're not expressed, so. Yeah, okay, cool. Fuck it. Done. Fuck it. All right, then. Um, I do think, though, with the spoon, well, a minor premier, what do you, let's just let's just say that. Minor premier, who do you think is going to come out of, uh, I, th- I think that um, the Roosters, given that they have the eels in the last round, mm-hmm. uh, well, it could be a bit of a four and against battle because then Storm, Storm have got the you know, Titans this week, which we marked down as a win, and they've got Panthers next week. Uh, in Melbourne. Yep. So, so who? The Panthers or, you, or Storm? Storm. Okay. So you think? So okay. So I guess if the Roosters get over the Broncos, that's the that's the size of on a premiership. That's it. Yep. Okay. And then when it comes down to the spoon, we've got North Queensland beating Parramatta this week. Mm-hmm. 
Parramatta have got East next week. Mm-hmm. So that's two losses in a row yep. for, for Parramatta, and that consigns them to the spoon as that's well, um, regardless of what happens anywhere else. So, yeah, well, that's we've locked up the minor premiership, locked up the spoon. And Oracles. Yeah, and we've got to look at it, yeah, and, uh, because it's Express episode. I guess we'll have to have a look at the, <laughs> the finals. We'll have a look at the finals next week when we're not Express. That's it. Okay, just hitting the mailbag quickly. Uh, underscore JDHD said, So far this year, Cam Smith's been punched in the dick. Lost Queensland and Origin Series Series absence, been simbin for back chat, and now he's been injured in a wrestling tackle. I'd like to nominate the 2018 season for the Twilly Revelation of the Year. <laughs> uh, perm. Uh, he uh, got his membership pack. Uh, thanks for the stickers. I'll make use of them when I go back. And when he says go back, he means uh, back to Belgium. Uh, old mate warriors suck balls. Hi, guys. As a long-term listener, I go back to when bleeping cunts was the thing. I have to say, I'm so happy you're still going strong. Each tool potty is a ray of sunshine on my hump day. Congrats and very cool to have a real dad in my ears for a spell. Onward and upward. Uh, Tiger Butts 2. After 300, I feel like the youngest who can't remember dad and I only know him via sibling stories. And he comes back and I see how awesome he is. But in the morning, he's gone again. Years later, I realize he only came back to try and bang mum one more time. <laughs> one last time. Uh, Cattle Dog Blue, congratulations on uh, 300. Great achievement and I've enjoyed all of them. Three presenting was great. <coughs> I'm a bit divided though. Felt like a bastard on Father's Day. Not sure where to turn my affection without offending one real dad or stepdad. Uh, Troy underscore 79. Just finished this week's ep and it's definitely the best episode of the year. Possibly the last three years. Fucking me, a Canberra fan. Fuck you, you fucking Raiders piece of shit. <laughs> Johnny Big Bananas. Congrats. Fucking learn how to close games, score points, and not lose to fucking Penrith in Bathurst, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny Big Bananas. Just congrats on 300, my favourite episode. It's like you're building a space rocket or something. I'm a child of stepdad Jay, so not really so, so not really heard him before, but he's Glenn the most Australian-sounding bloke ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Barjas. Uh, just listen to the first two hours of uh, episode 300 on the drive home from Bundy. I forgot how much complete utter bullshit Glenn can continuously spew forth. Congrats, boys. Uh, Normie H93. I'm a new generation listener. Stepdad is my real dad, but real dad is good cunt. I hope he comes back. Hashtag take him back, mum. <laughs> you know, periodically, like as I said, the door's always open. He can come back and jump in for a three-way anytime he, anytime yeah. he wants. But uh, yeah, he's, he does not live close, so I don't think it's going to be- Every time I see him, I try and get him to leave a comment. Yeah, well, we'll what we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll force him to- uh, yeah. We'll force him to be back for like you know milestones because we can work on that. Like I like this time, like for three hundred, I was like, look, you know, this is like back in June. I'm like, yeah. okay, three hundred is going to be like you know mid October or whatever. Yeah. So I'm oh, sorry, mid August, and and so we could actually plan it and it's happen. Not, it's not like the numbers go up in increments of one per week or anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, so predictable. That's um, it. Well, we got here uh, special K online. Fuck the dragons and fuck their fan base. Fuck, I miss real dad. <laughs> And uh, Di Matteo, congrats on 300 boys. I was lucky enough to get one season with Real Dad before he fucked off the Brokeback Mountain. New Dad's been great in a honeymoon period before the drinking and abuse kicks in. But love the show and appreciate the hard work. And I just wanted to do the final word for Levius, who uh, who had a you know, hidden talent that we didn't know of. I mean, oh. like apart from his hidden talents of going off too early in in, uh, in Warriors games and uh, and and taking bets like a fucking champion and and delivering on bets. Which is the greatest part of his personality? Yeah, he's a, he's actually uh, he's he's a handy he's a handy uh, artist as well. Fucking Hilgenfeld, who? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, King Hilgius, 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, congrats on 300 eps, boys. Thanks for the countless hours of laughter and all the iconic things I now hold synonymous with footy. I drew a little something with some things that came from Twitter. I look forward to many more episodes to come. Sincerely, at underscore Cleary's bitch underscore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a tremendous thing, you know, with the Panthers and Manly and Tigers. Uh, Nat... Um, x-factor stuff the battle the shapes <laughs> the shapes battle uh, the korean housewife's tremendous as well um serena burgers there's, there's tons of yeah. tons of gold in there um it's great to see uh once again just to remember to uh save the date uh, if you remember the evening of saturday september 29th we'll be having a members function in the cbd or surrounds of the uh, of, of sydney and then the big one, grand final day, kicking off around midday, Edinburgh Castle Hotel in the CBD, where the upstairs top floor area there, which is fantastic, and look forward to seeing everyone. And uh, that's it, full time for episode 301. Oh, sorry, I should say that the tool trivia stuff, because we're expressing it this week, I won't go through the answers. So if you want to listen to the, the, the trivia from last week and try and get some answers, we've had some people try and provide answers. And whilst they've been creditable attempts, pretty much zero out of whatever how many questions there were but yeah. next week I'll reveal it when we've got a bit more time I'll reveal the answers for you um, my, my favourite ones on all the guest hosts the guy yeah. a chick <laughs> <laughs> really I mean and while technically you're right we require more information <laughs> They wouldn't fly on sale of the century. No, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, always follow at TWI League on Twitter, facebook.com for this week in league. I've created a, by the request a couple of weeks ago when someone suggested a Facebook group, we created it. I think it's called hashtag Twill Nation. Um, find it on Facebook and uh, and add yourself. If there's a direct link to it, I mean, I'll, I'll put it in the on the actual uh, the the page and, for the show. And, and check your fucking feelings at the door. Yeah, because it's it's it's, it's going to get pretty rough in there. It's a fucking hive of scum and villainy, that place. <laughs> it's basically turned Facebook into Twitter, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got a review this week from Kane MC. Uh, highlight of the week, five stars. You don't get to 300 episodes without putting out a great podcast every week. The longer the episode, the better. Keep up the great work, lads. Well, sorry to disappoint you this week, Oops. Kane. Uh, whoops. Um, tipping. Punching prolapse is still on top. Three points at the top ahead of Mitch, Peter, Robo, Ben Diggity, Alpha, Ben RL, Manola, Jared Ash, Mario Siegs, and Dayman. We're certainly seeing a drop off from the top 10 of Dragons fans, as you would expect. Last man standing, anything that anything Still two. Oh. And this week's game that you have to tip from is... Roosters Broncos, maybe. Yep, Roosters Broncos. Okay. And uh, Supercoach, bought not bred on top, uh, followed by the Cheap Seats, Pool of Death, Meme Queens. Oh, fucking big push from Bethany. Uh, Grey Ghost, The Journeyman, Fijian Eels, Super Turbo Bros, Pineapples with the Pokies, Plunging, and Fungineers. He's in, in, into 10th. What happened to Sam Sam Seals? He's dropped out. He must have had a fucking barry. He's dropped out of the top 10 entirely. That's it. Global warming killed the seals? Possibly. Is it that, Sam? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, you're right there. Sorry, Sam. He wouldn't exploit seals like that. No, he could be conserving them. A conservation effort. Well, it could be like, you know, they're his seals. Like, he's got like a little like a, a little collection of family of seals that he keeps for his sexual amusement. Okay. I don't know. Does he have an equipment? Does he have a pool? <laughs> Does he have a basement? <laughs> I don't know how you'd go about that. Anyway, that's it. That's definitely all we've got time for. See you next week. See you next week.